James Scullin here from the Australia-China Business Council. One of the biggest challenges for businesses looking to export to China is making connections with the right Chinese partners. This week we come to you from the Victorian Government's Food and Beverage Trade Week, where local Australian exporters come face-to-face with buyers from China and Asia. We speak to the exporters about their products, the effect chapter has had on their goods, and what lessons they've learned from doing business with China. We also speak to the Chinese buyers about what they look for in Australian products. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, so, would you mind telling me um, your business name? Uh, so, we're Beechworth Honey. Okay. Um, and how important is the China market to Beechworth Honey? Um, we see the China market as having huge future potential. We have in place um, a partner there and we're working in partnership to grow the business. So it's a long-term opportunity rather than a short-term play for us. Um, has the China-Australia free trade agreement had much of an effect on your business with China? Uh, we started our relationship with our partner once that agreement was already in place, mm. but, um, but certainly we see it as an advantage in terms of tariff reduction in our category over the coming few years. And was that something that your partner was aware of as well that made it more enticing to do business with you? We certainly made them aware of it, right. so um, through the process of negotiation it was a topic of discussion. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what do you see as the biggest hurdle to doing business, to, to doing more business with China? Like something uh, of, of probably um, labeling. Probably actually creating brand awareness in such a competitive market. Right. And so Chinese people obviously consume honey Indeed. in a different way to Australian people. That's right. Yeah. How do they consume honey? Uh, predominantly in as a hot drink, so with hot water, um, and it's uh, it's consumed often in the morning, maybe like we would have a cup of tea. Great. Um, and what advice would you give to any uh, future exporters? Uh, find great partners and build good relationships with them. And, and how did you find your partner? Hard work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of um, just uh, working with a number of different people to find the right fit for our business. Excellent. Okay, well, thanks for your today. Will, um, like, what's your business name? Chocolate Grove. Chocolate Grove. Grove. And where are you from in Victoria? Victoria and Caram Downs, which is south of Melbourne, about 40 kilometres south. Are you already exporting to China? We are exporting a little bit to China, but not enough. And, and how long have you been exporting to China? Since about 2004, on and off. And has the China-Australia Free Trade Agreement had any bearing on your exports to No, China? Not, yet, not yet, but we're hoping it will. Okay. Um, and what do you see is the biggest hurdle to exporting to China for chocolates? Uh, acceptance in the market, I think, more than anything else. Do you think Chinese people are consuming more chocolate than they were in the past? Definitely. And uh, how do they view Australian chocolates compared to Europe or other places? Very well. I, when they come to as tourists, they buy a lot of chocolates. Okay. A lot of cho- chocolate macadamia, particularly. And, and is that part of your uh, business strategy? Yes, it attracting is. Attracting a lot of tourists coming to. Yeah, we, we sell a range of tourist boxes. 
uh, particularly in Sydney and Cairns, and most of that's now going to Chinese tourists. Fantastic. Yeah. And um, what advice would you give to any uh, burgeoning Australian exporters? Keep at it. Keep at it. Yeah, keep at it and make sure your product's right for the market. Excellent. Okay, thanks. Okay. Um, okay, Jackie, uh, what's the uh, name of your business? Yarra Valley Gourmet Foods. Okay, and so what type of products do you have? So we're mainly a preserves manufacturer, but we are in the health foods business with some mueslis and nut spreads. So you, condiments. Okay. Yeah. Are you currently exporting to China? Yes. Well, um, we met someone from Food and Beverage Trade Week last year, so um, so that's been a whole year working on that, but we've just got to our first order, which oh, is fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Um, has the China-Australia Free Trade Agreement had any bearing on your business with China? Um, it's probably not something I've even really thought about, but obviously it, it works, yes. yeah. Did your partner know about Chapter? Not necessarily, no. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, and what would you say is the uh, biggest hurdle to doing more business in China? Um, probably the Chinese translation on labels and um, it was it was very easy to do um, uh, trademark um, trademarking over there and registering with the um, Aquius. But um, yeah. I think understanding about the Chinese translation on labels has been, I've, I've delved into a lot of trying to research a lot of that. And it's taken a bit of a while to work it out. So Chinese people not understanding what the product actually is no. after translation? No, me needing to put a Chinese translated label on and where I go to do that. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and um, what advice would you give to any future exporters looking to get ahead in China? Wow. Um, well, I think I've been lucky with the partner I found, which was on a very small scale because I'm only a small manufacturer. Yeah. Um, I probably couldn't cope with anyone much bigger. But um, this food and beverage trade week's been great to meet those sort of buyers. So yeah, yeah, that's why I'm here again. Excellent, okay, thanks Jack. So where are you from in China? Um, northeast. Northeast, Dongbei. Yeah. yeah, that's right, <laughs> Dongbei. Um, and, um, and, and what company are you representing? Auslink Holdings. Oh. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay, Auslink Holding. Um, and uh, what products are you interested in here today? Um, we're looking for different items, different products. Um, so we basically, our company, we do exporting. So we introduce the brands to Chinese market. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're basically looking for uh, different things, not nothing particularly. Okay. Yeah, but definitely something suitable for Chinese market, yeah. Um, and what type of effect has Chafta had? Mm, pricing, ingredients, um, how the package, packaging look. Yeah. Yeah. So, but basically, um, what do we do before we um, decide to do this brand, yeah. promote this brand, we have to test, do okay. field tests, and then try our own. So, yeah, that's how we do the things. And what would you say is the biggest barrier to um, exporting Australian goods into China? Oh, um, that's lots of ingredients. It's not really acceptable by Chinese government, Chinese laws. Okay. Uh, before that, we have to make sure all the ingredients um, basically is um, acceptable. Okay. And also, uh, we need to do lots of research on the, um, you know, based on the customer taste, the flavors, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what does the Chinese consumer think when they're selecting an Australian product? What's appealing about Australian goods? Um. Yeah. We 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 Chinese. You know, Chinese customers, they really are willing to try the new things. Uh, they don't, you know, care about like money-wise, as long as it's healthy and it's from overseas. So basically, um, 
we do lots of healthy products well because like you know young people young customers they more care about their healthy issues so now it's like a trend for the healthy products yeah fantastic yeah. Alright, thanks for your time. Um, what's the name of your business? Uh, business is called Delray International. Okay, and what, what type of products do you have? Uh, we have a various uh, amount of cheeses. So, cheeses from um, Australia and as well as overseas in various packaging sizes. And are you currently exporting to China? We are not, no. Okay. But that's something we're looking to do. Um, and so, what do you see as the biggest hurdle to exporting cheese to China? Um, I think it's probably the level of education okay. on the benefits of natural cheese over processed cheese. We understand that there's a lot of processed cheese in that market and it does very well at a very competitive price. Um, but you know, there are benefits that, that we um, know that natural cheese has and it's about educating. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and uh, has the China-Australia Free Trade Agreement had any bearing on the cheese market in China? Um, it has. Um, but I think it's it's um, it, it's something that's that takes a bit of time to, to grasp and get into. Right. Um, but I think ultimately it's about finding the right partner over there. Okay. And um, I think I think with or without that agreement, um, you know, you have to get that fundamental partner partnership right. Okay. Um, and so, what are you looking forward to today? Um, I think just. Um, um, Gaining some exposure, meeting some um, new people that we haven't dealt with in the past, and and uh, meeting some people that we have dealt with in the past as well, and and, uh, and building upon that. Excellent. Okay. Well, thanks for your time, Yvonne. Uh, my business is called Whole Kids, and we make organic snacks for kids. Organic snacks for kids. Yeah. Are you already exporting to China? We are. We are exporting to China mainly through um, e-commerce platforms. Oh right. Uh, and we've been doing that for about 12 months now, and it's going really well. Really yeah. well. Um. Has um. The China-Australia Free Trade Agreement had any effect on your business? Uh, not yet. It's still very early for us in terms of developing the market uh, for our products. But uh, we, I mean, we're there for the long haul. We're pretty much committed for long term. So, but we think that'll open some more doors and opportunities for us. So we're, look, we're looking forward to it. Okay. And uh, how did you make your first China contact? Uh, they approached us. I think we, we get about two or three inquiries a week out of China for our products. So, uh, uh, so we went through. A, a, diligence process on our partner and uh, went through a big screening process and chose what we think is the best partner for us at this time. So they've found you by coming to Australia and looking for snack food for children? Correct, yes, yes. Um, and I think it was uh, a similar trade show to this that we did last year that uh, it came out of, so oh, it was fantastic. great. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so what would you say is the biggest hurdle in uh, preventing you from doing more business with China? Uh, because we're a certified organic products, all the, the whole range, we've got about 45 products now, um, we have to go through a higher level of regulation and um, registration of our products into China. So that's why we've um, made the first step into e-commerce because it's, uh, I guess, it's a, a, an easier path for us to sell our products and test the market. Okay. Um, at some stage, we'll, we'll go to full registration of our products into China, and that's a much more lengthy process and more costly. Uh, and a bigger investment for us. And, and where do you get advice about uh, Chinese regulation to keep you up to speed with it? Uh, we work very closely with our industry certifying body, which is Australian Certified Organic. Okay. Uh, we also work with Austrade, uh, and we work with our distributors and partners that we know of. So, um, you know, across all those parties, we're, um, uh, you know, I think we're pretty up to date with what's going on in China. Great. But you never know, it can change sure. um, very quickly for us, so we need to be working pretty closely with them. Excellent. Um, and any advice for future Australian exporters to China? Um, I think just be, be fully committed. Um, it, it is a long road, um, um, but it's a fantastic market opportunity. Um, 
our products are, are selling very well and um, I think it's a, there's a great acceptance of Australian-made products over there. So good luck to everyone. What's your company? Uh, Murray River Organics. Okay, and what type of products do you have? Uh, so we're in dried vine fruit, but we've extended into superfoods and uh, better for you products like coconut, quinoa, rice and seeds and things like that. Great. Yeah. Um, are you already exporting to China? We are, um, through a, a few channels, um, mainly through... Um, the distributor into retailer model. We're trying to get into the e-commerce side, uh, which is absolutely booming. Um, and then also the talk of digos and things like that too. Great. Um, and so who supports you with uh, like the e-commerce platform? Um, e-commerce, we're sort of just feeling our way at the moment. Um, we're going to the Alibaba one on, on Friday and Saturday this week. Um, so just trying to find our feet. Okay, um, and has CHAFTA, the China-Australia Free Trade Agreement, had any bearing on your exports to China? Not really at this point in time, yeah. Okay, and is that something that your partners are aware of in China? Or uh, they are, yes, yep, yep, but nothing, I mean, of significance yet anyway. Okay, um, yeah. and so what does the Chinese consumer find most appealing about your product? Uh, the fact that we're from Australia and we're um, certified organic by the um, China uh, authorities over there as well, so um, there's only a handful of Australian businesses that are certified over there, so it's really given us a step up against our competition. And so, so how did you achieve that? Uh, through the Australian Certified Organic um, business here. Um, they've certified us and their business partners with the uh, Ch uh, Chinese um, uh, organic body. Great. And so that gives you a Chinese like organic label? Correct, yeah. And theirs is a little bit more... Um, uh, unique in that each each product has a unique barcode so they can actually go in and, and search for the product. So every single product is labelled uniquely, uh, which is a challenge for us, but um, yeah, all the, it's a unique position for us, so we are willing to, to do so. Great. And so, so what's one of the barriers to exporting more to China, do you think? So um, would it be labelling in your case? Labelling. Um, also, I guess the, first, the tier one markets are pretty easy to, to penetrate. It's more the tier two, tier three. Um, and that's where the opportunity is because less competition um, but it's trying to find the right partners and that's why the e-commerce channel is so attractive for us. Great and so do you see yourself doing more business in central and western China than those tier one eastern cities? We, we'd like to um, but it's a matter of how do we get that route to market okay. and service those customers. Great um, and any advice for future exporters? Uh, persistence. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, don't don't stop knocking. So, uh, yeah, no, Excellent. it's good. Okay, thanks for your time. No today. worries. No, uh, what company are you from? Uh, it's Guangzhou Harmony Food. Okay, and um, what Australian products are you interested in? Uh, actually, we are interested in all kinds of different products. Because in China, we delivering the food to uh, many canteens, restaurants, catering places. Yeah, so we have the needs of all kinds of products. And so what, what is it about Australian products uh, that appeal to Chinese consumers? Well, actually, uh, in recent years, Australian products enjoy high reputation in China right mm. now. Uh, especially like the milk, like the steak, you know, stuff like that. We all love it. We, thought, we think that Australian stuff are good and okay, of course, I like the lobsters. Um, That's so, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and what about pricing? Is, is, is pricing a difficulty in importing Australian goods and from the consumer perspective for buying Australian goods? Okay, from a consumer perspective, actually, uh, right now it's hard to identify the real Australian products. You know? oh, right. Sometimes they say it's Australian lobster, but you don't know which sea it came from. Yeah, okay. you know? So, but if uh, you find you got some real products uh, with high quality, but the price is 
Yeah, I, I would say a little bit high still, you know, because um, so so it's hard to because the price is high. So uh, once some people said, hey, I got some Australian products and it's cheap price, mm. and some people, you know, they don't have the ability to distinguish them, and then they would think, okay, good uh, Australian stuff, good quality, but low price, I'm gonna choose it. Okay. Um, and what about the effect of the China-Australia Free Trade Agreement, CHAFTA? Has, has that made Australian products more competitive to you as an importer? Yes, of course, yes. Uh, I already know that there are many uh, good policies after this one. So, uh, but because it's just you know in the process, mm. so we haven't seen the effects yet. It's but still in the early stages. Yes, but I'm sure it's gonna be like bring some benefits in the future. Mm. And what would you say is the uh, biggest barrier into that prevents you from importing more from Australia? Is it regulation? Is it uh, get in contact with Australian exporters? I think it's the regulation. Okay. You know, and some of, of course it's the shipping. You know, it's the, the cost of shipping and all these regulations and the process we have to handle with the, either the customs and the companies. I mean, if you can, like for example, the free trade contract, you know, you can provide more of this stuff to uh, reduce the process. Yeah, you know that would be that would help us a lot. Do you find Australia to have more regulations compared to other countries that you import from? Uh, time. Or I think I think it's okay. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like in the middle. middle. Yeah, in the middle. Okay. Right. Uh, well, thanks for your time, Noah. No problem. Yeah. Fish and guts here. What's your business here today, guys? So we're an aggregator and across the fresh basket. Um, so meat and dairy, fruit and veg, uh, and you know, looking obviously at expanding into other markets than what we currently do. So are you currently doing business with China? Yes, yes. we are. Okay, and how long have you been engaged? This is our first year, and okay. so we just finished citrus this year. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. so you've been exporting lemons to China? Uh, so oranges oh, and mandarins. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and so what effect has the China-Australia Free Trade Agreement had on your exports? Well, I guess it's the benefit around um, the reduction in tariffs as it goes. We're starting to look at growing into dairy and meat now into China as well because we've got registered plants that can do that. Okay. Um, and so I think, I can't remember how many years are left on the FTA before it gets yeah. to zero, but um, it's obviously more beneficial because the product's expensive to start with. Um, and when you've then got the tariffs on top of it, it can become you know, unmanageable. And is Chafta something that your partner knows about in China and has made it um, much more feasible to import from Australia? I think the ones we've got currently, yes. definitely they're aware. Yeah. Okay. And what would you say the biggest barrier is to doing more business with China? Uh, the limited number of products that are actually licensed for China and how strict the regulations are and the changing nature of regulation. Um, it's not necessarily cut and dried, especially with sort of more fresh products. And, yeah. and how do you navigate that unpredictability? Uh, you take a risk and you jump in head first, <laughs> I think. And, <laughs> um, and any advice to future exporters to China? Uh, I think don't get caught up in the idea of even if I got 1% of it, it'll be great because it's actually much more challenging than you think it's going to be. Okay, excellent. All right, thanks for your
what's your business here today? Uh, so we're Patty's Foods. So we're looking at four and twenty pies up into Asia, predominantly China, Japan, Korea, Singapore, and Hong Kong. Um, are you already exporting to China? We're not at the moment. Um, we can't actually export our products to China at this point in time. So we're looking at a local manufacturer strategy. All oh, right. Okay. And so, uh, how do Chinese consumers enjoy Australian pies? Well, they're actually very keen for them. I conducted some research in Shanghai earlier this year with some focus groups, and they actually love the concept of Australian beef meat pie. They love the nutrition that comes from the protein, and they're very keen to have 4 and 20 in their local market. And so, how far away do you think access is for pies in the China market? Uh, I think legitimate access for export is a few years away at this point in time, but for us actually doing some manufacturing in China, we're looking at hopefully next year in, in 2018. And so, do you work closely with the Department of Ag in learning about the progress of that access? Yeah, Department of Agriculture and very close liaisons with um, the Austrade office in Shanghai uh, who have been very helpful in, in helping us with our strategy so far. Great. Um, and what are you looking to get out of today? Uh, we're looking to um, talk to like-minded people in other Asian regions to understand if they're interested in the pie and uh, whether we can have follow-up conversations with them about potential exports to other markets beyond China. Great. And so when people think about the pie overseas, is there a direct connotation with Australianism? Uh, there is in terms of the clean green supply chain that Australia provides and the lifestyle that we enjoy. So 4 and 20 being the tagline of the great Australian taste, it's a perfect fit. Uh, where are you from? China. China, Xi'an. From Xi'an? Yeah. Um, ah. And what type of products are you looking to, are you interested in here? Milk, cheese, flour. Oh. Um, and what is it about Australian products? Alright. Oh, is is chapter a thing a lot of Chinese business people know about? If they are a businessman they know. What what's the difficult thing about importing from Australia? So there is some um, certification process, which means Australian company, uh, a company has to register in China to be able to sell the products in the market. Does Australia have more difficult regulations than other countries? Regulations from Chinese government. So not only Australian companies, but also companies from overseas, other countries as well. Okay. Um, and uh, what is the gentleman looking to achieve today? <laughs> what advice would you give to other Chinese companies to learn about doing business with Australia? 
。但是您在跟澳洲做生意的时候，您遇到的这些问题或者经历，您如何来给其他的中国的进口商有什么建议？就是首先要尊重两个国家的法律，它的法律程序。然后呢，希望呢，澳大利亚贸易委员会呢，在中国多推广。你们企业在中国市场的这个份额吧，就是意思说多介绍澳洲的企业到中国来。啊。So the first, I think,、uh, we should、uh, follow and respect the regulation from both countries. And then the second point is, I wish the Australian Business Council and the government can promote Australian companies in China.、Mm. Uh, let people know the, the brands and the products. And what organisations does he use that support his business?、Um, and to understand more about business regulations in Australia, what organisations provide support? That in China, you are looking for which organisations? For example, in Australia, some legal rules and business rules. Is through Australia, like Weizhou's Chinese Beijing branch, Weizhou's Chengdu branch, because Chengdu is close to us. So I go to the Australian Trade Office、uh, in Beijing、mm. and Chengdu. And Chengdu is closer to my city, so I go there.、Oh, great, fantastic. Well, Fei Chang Gangxie. Ah, 非常感谢 What's the name of your company, Nora? Grain and Bake Co. Australia. Okay.、Um, and so, what type of products are you offering today? We have our own manufacturing facility now, so we can actually do our own brand, which is Grain and Bake Co. Or we can actually manufacture private label as well for customers too. We do、um, breakfast cereals, so we do rolled oats, toasted oats. We do clusters, we do granolas, do muesli. Yeah, that's、Great. what we offer.、Um, are you currently exporting to China? Yes, we are. Okay, and how long have you been exporting?、Uh, about three weeks. Oh, just three weeks. Yes, we did. We packed our first few container lots last week, so it's gone、Great. on the water. And so, how did you make the first connection? I went to China. And, and and how did you meet a prospective partner?、Um, I exhibited at CL in May、okay. um, with the Victorian government, and I found that found that really useful to obviously understand the culture as well. It was good to actually go to the country, and made a few connections there. But obviously, with any export process, it's a long process. So since May, it's only just hit the water a few weeks ago. Sure.、Um, and what about the China-Australia free trade agreement, CHAFTA? Has that had any effect on your product or making it more appealing to Chinese partners?、Uh, I think what's making it appealing for us is that we manufacture our own. Product, whereas a lot of people contract manufacture, so our、okay. price is really appealing to the Chinese customer.、Right. Um, we don't have that third-party ma margin in the, in the middle, so、um, I think that's what's more was appealing for our customer.、Okay. What could be done easier?、Um, Regulations,、yeah, um, labeling. Yeah, look, we, we've we've kind of designed our brand for China. That was what it was for. So I think all that hard yards done.、Um, barriers, I suppose, is you know, let's see how this first lot of container loads. Lands there and then ask me that again.、Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that the product lands in the same integrity it left Australian shores.、Um, and when you say you've tailored the product to Chinese needs,、uh, mind elaborating on that? Yeah, sure. So、um, obviously the, the Chinese.、Um, Consumer is now looking for healthier options, so、um, they're, they're they're very aware of rolled oats and instant oats, and trying to actually accommodate those into their diet.、Um, there are certain fruits and seeds that are banned in China as well, so we've obviously created products that haven't got those in our products as well,、okay. um, which is obviously a lot of due diligence before we've launched the brand, whereas a lot of people don't probably know that, and then they find that out.、Um, so that's kind of stopped a lot of、um, you know headaches moving forward. 
Um, but we've, yeah, so the, I think that um, you know the basic stuff is oats and muesli at a cheap price. Do you yep. mind telling me what's the name of your business? Uh, Kai Valley Dairy Group. Okay, and what type of products do you have? Uh, today? We only do um, fresh pasteurized milk and also cream. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you already exporting to China? We are exporting um, into China. We're exporting our own brand, the Kai Valley brand, and we're also co-packing for the Jones's brand. Um, did you have any difficulty last year with the uh, regulations on uh, exporting yep. online to China? Uh, no, we didn't have any difficulty, only because we've been doing this for many years, for five years, and we've always been an approved CNCA list um, due to our high quality and high standards um, at our factory. Okay, um, and what bearing has CHAFTA, the China-Australia Free Trade Agreement, held on uh, There has been some uh, savings, you know, obviously, you know, the, um, the price um, is much better for the importers, However, not much difference. But we're waiting for that zero percent, you know, okay. and that's going to happen. You know, I can't remember, twenty twenty or something. Yeah. So, you know, we're still waiting for the, the benefits. Okay. And is chapter something that your partners in China are aware of and make it yes. more appealing to import um, Australian milk? They they are aware of, but however, it's not highly spoken of. Okay. Um, so, you know, I know it's a lot more for the powder side of things. Um, but yeah, at, at this stage, there's not much noise around it. Right. So. Um, and any advice for future exporters to China? Um, make sure you meet all the regulations um, and um, be persistent. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. So where are you from? Uh, from China. Okay. Uh, what part of China? Uh, Beijing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what type of products are you interested in? I prefer the mozzarella cheese, butter, and chocolate bar. And also the, like the fresh products, sounds like the cherry and the ginger beer. And so you've had a good opportunity to speak to people today offering those products? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can just uh, speak with the people directly, like the company's director or manager can contact with them smoothly. That's really good. Um, and so Australia has a clean and green reputation in China. Do you think most Chinese people have this association when they think of Australian products? Definitely, there are more, more and more than Chinese people wanting to buy the products from Australia because it's the nature is really clean and healthy. Yeah. And what about the price? Are Australian products too expensive for Chinese uh, consumers? Actually, yes, yeah, it's a little bit higher than USA products and uh, higher than the European products. Yes, if the packs or and the products uh, price can. A little bit lower, I think more people want to choose them. Uh, Chapter, the China-Australia Free Trade Agreement, has, has that had a, had a positive effect on price? Has that made Australian goods more affordable? Uh, to be honest, I don't think so. Yeah, I think now it's uh, like um, very slow for the whole processing, it's very slow. Not uh, not everybody, not every the people gets the benefits now. Should be pretty more, pretty okay. quickly, yeah. Um, and do you think Chinese people are, are willing to pay more for Australian products? If they do have that quality, that organic type of food, is that something Chinese people are willing to pay more for? If it's a high quality, organic, high quality, definitely will. Yeah, because our the income is increasing now. The people put more focus on the food quality and food safety. If it's a true uh, organic and a high quality, definitely people will buy it. Okay, and what um, is the biggest barrier to you importing more from Australia? What prevents you from importing more quantities of Australian goods? Uh, I would like to say now it's a, it's a bad brief. It's a Chinese government, the policy. 
Mm. Especially because we focus with the dairy products, now the food celebrity is different. It's really higher than Australia stand now. Okay. So that's why a lot of companies they have a product, but they can't export it to China because the stand is really high, higher than Australia stand. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I guess maybe for the government wondering, close this window or close this door to protect the domestic products. Do you think the Chinese government has tighter regulations for Australian goods? Or the Chinese government just has tighter regulations for all other countries? I think the, for the older countries, okay. for the older countries. But now the Australia products and the New Zealand products, uh, it's, it's cost them more money to mm. buy it. Uh, special for the dairy products like um, baby the uh, infant milk powder yeah. and the butter but it's the price is to get a higher twice than last year ah, okay yeah so I think the government wanting to protect this one for the local company but we're wanting to open it it's yeah. difficult for us yeah what organizations do you use to help you get in touch with Australian companies? Uh, no, any agent can help us. We just need to talk with, like this meeting, go straight away talk with the people. Sometimes we find on the website to knock the door, send an email. It's really hard, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for coming. So, what's the name of your company here today, Reese? Harvest Box. Okay, and what type of products are you exporting? So, we do a dried fruit and nut snack packs. Um, we actually already have started with production into China. We've actually just passed the CIQ with some of our products. So we're starting to sell to some of the distributors both in North and South of London. How did you meet your Chinese partners? So our sales director, James, got in contact with these two distributors, both through other expos that he's been through, both in Australia and internationally. Great. And um, has Chafta had any bearing on your product, the China-Australia Free Trade Agreement? It's actually been helpful, obviously, being able to have something that we can work with with the Chinese customers to make sure that it's going to be a little bit easier to get products over to them. And is that something your partners and distributors in China are aware of, the China-Australia Free Trade Agreement? Most of them were. I think some of them, when we were first sorting out getting products into China, were asking for the incorrect forms. So they were asking for fair trade, but I think that may have just been a communication barrier, not knowing that China or Australia has their own specific forms, and especially for food products as well. And what would you say the biggest barrier to expanding your exports to China are? I think it's finding the right markets, also having the right pricing networks, also being able to willing to change products for customers in China. We've also adapted some of our packs for China, so we've had to take off some of our call-outs and so on to not get into trouble when we finally get in there. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for your time, Reese. So thanks for your time, David. That's okay. What company are you here with today? Uh, from Simplot Australia. And uh, what products do you have? Uh, we're showing our brands John West, Can Seafood, Edgel Canned Vegetables and Lego's Italian Sauces. Are you currently exporting to China? Uh, we are currently exporting to China, yeah. All three brands will be in China by the end of this year. Oh, so yeah. you're exporting soon to China? Uh, John West and Legos are there now. Edge will probably one to two months off uh, arriving. And so how did you make your initial uh, contacts with Chinese partners? Uh, we were lucky enough about eight years ago uh, for a big company called Da Chong Hong to contact us for one brand in particular, which was Legos. Uh, and since then we've employed a person over in Shanghai 
who's met with and evaluated a lot of potential partners for other brands. Okay. Uh, and we've just recently signed on with a new distributor for the other two brands in the market. Is, is pricing a difficult thing for your product in the Chinese market? Does it more feature, feature towards the higher end products in Chinese supermarkets? Yeah, I think it's just the, the challenge is understanding the value chain and, and, and where you fit into the market and the, the mixture between maintaining the premium outlook um, and still being able to get volume. Okay. That's our challenge. Um, and what about CHAFTA, the China-Australia Free Trade Agreement? Has that had any bearing on your exports to China? Uh, it's reduced tariffs, so yeah, it's certainly a help against European and American competition. And is that something that your partners were aware of and they've seen it in their pricing yeah, as well? Yeah, they've, ac- they've, they've acknowledged that uh, CHAFTA's reduced tariffs and they're obviously happy about that. Um, and it's helped us get some of the other products into market too. And what would you say is the biggest barrier remaining to expand your products even more, exporting to China? Uh, probably knowledge, yeah. Just need to... Knowledge of Chinese consumer taste? Uh, just of everything. It's such an evolving market. It's consumer taste, it's market structure, it's route to market, it's the marketing strategy and what's going to be effective and what, what is not. So just building the knowledge to know exactly what will work and what won't and then... Do you, do you find China a particularly challenging export market compared to other countries? Uh, it's definitely more exciting. Right. Um, because of the opportunity is so big if you get it right. Mm. Um, it probably comes with an equal amount of challenges as everywhere else, but if you're successful, probably the rewards should be slightly bigger than most other markets. Sure. So... And any advice to potential future exporters to China? Yeah, I think just have a, have a crack. Uh, try and work out where your product fits, uh, who your consumer is, and, and find a good partner to work with and, and have a go. Excellent. Okay, yeah. cheers. Thanks. My sincere thanks to Sarah Ann Fong and her team from the Victorian Government for their invitation to Food and Beverage Trade Week. While still in its early days, Chapter is indeed having some effect on pricing and product access from both the perspectives of exporters and importers. However, with Chapter only part of the export puzzle, it's clear that businesses face a diverse range of challenges exporting, from ingredient approval, certification, labeling, market access, finding the appropriate partner, and product awareness. Yet, many businesses in attendance are also achieving success in the market, And many point to events such as Food and Beverage Trade Week as a great way to meet Chinese buyers and gain support from fellow exporters and the government. Thank you to Austrade and the Australian government for their support of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe, you just need to search for China Path Podcast in the iTunes store. You can also listen to each episode on the Australia China Business Council's SoundCloud page. Until next time, Zai Jin.